Hey everyone, welcome to episode 26 of the Spoiler Alert podcast. Not a lot of new movies to talk about this time around. Uh, wasn't a lot that was coming out. We were going to have Turtle Talk. We're going to save Turtle Talk for next time. Ty, you will be seeing <laughs> the new uh, Turtle Gang, I guess. I can't wait. I think it's supposed to be really good. And I'm not even a huge Ninja Turtles guy, but I'm just excited for this one. I don't think I have ever seen a Ninja Turtles movie. I for sure haven't. I and that's what's wild. Like I, this, something about this one just got me. It's got a cool cast. It's got, you know, the animation's pretty cool. Didn't Michael Bay make the last one? Uh, I think so. I think we might have even talked about that. He might have. I think he did. And like people were like, it was the one that was kind of like live action and wasn't super. I I mean, it was CGI, but it was like, how do I put this? They tried to make them look like actual turtles yeah and then they ended up looking like really really stupid and people are like dude what the fuck is this shit animated is for sure the way to go when it comes to ninja turtles because nobody wants to see like a real life weird ass looking turtle doing ninja shit nobody wants to i love the meme from like the i don't know if it was the 90s or 80s i don't know how old the ninja turtles are but there was a one of the original ninja turtle movies with the dudes just in the costumes there's that one scene where you can see the guy's normal head through the mouth of the Ninja oh, Turtle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, with uh, going full animated, you can uh, avoid that. But yeah. I, I am excited for that. Uh, excited might be too big of a word. Um, I want to see that is, yeah. is what I'll say, because, you know, Spider-Verse has really got me hyped for more animated style films and you know that that's an interesting one to me and probably the first turtle movie i care about seeing honestly yeah same here um yeah the old ones are kind of nostalgic though just i remember seeing that in like the 90s and like just those throwback weird costumes they really just like it's like nostalgic as hell they really went for it I had uh, I had the action figures for sure. The one where it would be like a normal turtle head, then you could flip it around. And it would be the Ninja Turtle head. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I was more of a street shark kind of guy, but I fucking <laughs> love street sharks. <laughs> uh, so this episode, we will be going through upcoming movies. There's actually a decent handful here. Some interesting ones that I've never heard of, which I, I, I bring this up almost every time. But when we do... um go through these upcoming movies there's always something that i missed mm-hmm. and like didn't care about until we get to it like when why have we not heard of this yeah. and then you know it kind of throws some excitement in there for sure um other than that we will be doing a convince me to see one for each of us i will be doing theater camp and ty you'll be doing talk to me and mm-hmm. to end it out we'll be going through a full review for insidious the red door um, so let's hop right into the upcoming movies. We have a sequel, Meg to The Trench. And I, you know, you hear Trench and I immediately go to the Mariana Trench mm-hmm. because that's actually where, uh, scientifically, they believe a Megalodon might still be. It's just so deep, no one has any idea. But, anyways, this is just a sequel to The Meg. You get Jason Statham coming back. I don't recognize any of the rest of this cast, like uh, some of the people from the first one obviously are not joining this one. Uh And, you know, that 
that makes sense. There's probably a lot of turnover. No more Rain Wilson. No more Ruby Rose because she was famous for half a minute for whatever reason. Actually, whenever you said that, there's a movie she's coming out in this week that's yeah. on the upcoming movies I saw. That's so it funny. Is. And, that. That, and that's where I... Um, so she's in the first Meg? Oh, she is in the first Meg because this was around the time. Oh, yeah. I, I don't remember when she got super famous. I think it was because of Orange is the New Black. Something could, like that, I yeah. could be completely wrong. Or she might have gotten famous because of something else and then got cast in that. Exactly. So... She's like a knockoff Megan Fox. And Wasn't she even in like John Wick? She was. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So she no, no joke. Her stardom peaked and she was in everything mm-hmm. and then she was in nothing. Yeah. So no, I, I don't know what happened there. I don't know how she got famous other than she's like. They're like, she's an attractive lesbian. I'm like, OK, yeah, cool. She's got a, she's got a haircut like mine. And she's got tattoos. Yeah, it's a thrower in John Wick. She made sense in John Wick. She was good in John Wick. Yeah, didn't she? Wasn't she silent? They didn't make her even speak. She's kind of there. That that could be the case. I just remember <laughs> her being there. I'm like, yeah, you fit in with this assassin crowd. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Meg Two is just Jason Statham. It looks like uh, Ben Wheatley directing, which I don't even think he did the first one. He did I don't not even know who that is. So he's made a bunch of dog shit, essentially. Uh, nothing. I'm looking in his directorial uh, list here has been any very good. How do these people get movies? I was like, ah, oh, you know what? Give this you gotta guy know people. That's really, uh, yeah. that's really what it is. And I don't know how it works or anything like that. But it's like, you know, he directed, it looks like two episodes of Doctor Who. I've never seen any Doctor Who, but I know people love it. That's true. That's true. Is it big in the UK? Yeah, exactly. And I, okay. I don't know. Maybe this guy's English. I think I believe he is. Oh, he is. Oh, well, there we go. So, so maybe he's just Jason Statham's friend. Probably. He's they just a buddy. Be. Bring him in. Uh, I mean, the trailer for this does look wild. I mean, they're not taking himself too seriously. The CGI kind of looks like crap. A little bit of that <laughs> shark. I don't know if there's like a good way to do it. Even like the Sharknados and all that stuff. I don't think there's really like a great way to like... CGI a megalodon eating Jason Statham. Yeah, they'll they'll give it a try. Even like the the I don't even know what to call them. They're not scuba suits, but the big mechanical suits they're in. Uh-huh. Exploring the the depths of the ocean is pretty wild. Do we know um, what the budget is on Meg Two? I can check. It is Meg Two: The Trench. It can't be much. I there's at least there's nothing on IMDb yet. New Meg, old chum. The budget's $129 million. God damn. Who has this money? That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. What are, I don't know. Who are they throwing this money at? Could be a flop. We could be looking at a flop here unless it does pretty well, like, overseas or something. The thing is, it's one of those movies that, rating-wise, it's going to be mm-hmm. bad. For sure. How, and that's not going to help its case. However, if you go into it, low bar. Mm-hmm. You can still have fun with a movie like this. For sure, I think so. That's why I thought, maybe yeah, maybe I'll go see it. But I just don't know. Yeah. Uh, it it doesn't might... help that it's also battling TMNT, which is getting pretty good reviews, and it's also going up against, like, even though they've been out for two, three weeks now, Barbie and Oppenheimer are still just crushing it. Yeah. This, this will be a streamer. Yeah, for sure. New Meg, old chum. 
That's a great tagline. I, I do like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Old chum. Uh, let's see. Next one we got up here. Till Death Doeth Part in Action Thriller. This sounds a lot like uh, Catch... Not, not Catch Me If You Can. That's a great movie. What was the one where they got married? Hide and Seek? Was that it? Uh, I don't know. That horror film, horror comedy where the bride has to yeah, go Yeah, 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 yeah. Hide. Because mm-hmm. they're going to try to murder. This sounds like that, but opposite. Oh. Uh, so after bailing on her wedding, a former bride-to-be must fight off her ex-groom and seven angry killer groomsmen in order to survive the night. So oh. I, I don't know. It doesn't sound good at all. However, I recognize the first two faces you see on IMDb. Cam. Oh, God. Good luck. Giganet. I'm going to go with that, but I yeah, only recognize good. him. Bad guy from Never Back Down. Oh, yeah. This dude uh, had his time. This dude definitely had his time, like, early to mid-2000s. Dude, he was in Twilight. That's where I know him from. (laughs) The other guy, Jason Patrick, has been in quite a few things. He's definitely uh, most famous for the Lost Boys from the 80s. Oh, okay. I I was thinking that this Orlando Jones looks kind of familiar, too. Have you seen Sleepers? No. That's a that's a weird one. It uh it's good. Definitely too long. But a mm-hmm. shit ton of people in it. Kevin Bacon, De Niro, Dustin Hoffman, Jason Patrick, Brad Pitt. Oh well. Um it's kind of a mobbish movie. Uh but not really. It's more focused on, you know, just kind of like people from New York as children. Hey, I'm they, uh, here. they go to jail for a crime they may or may not have committed. Okay. But it, it's worth a watch, just going off that. But that's where, uh, where Jason Patrick's probably most famous. That and, uh, like I said, Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Okay. They don't even have names. It's just Best Man, Groomsman 1, 2, 3, 4. Yeah, I wonder if it's like the groomsman's gonna be like the final boss before. Actually, I I guarantee you that's how. <laughs> God, like they go through all like the other groomsmen like one by one. It's like, oh no, I finally made it up to the best man. Yeah. He's gonna like almost kill her. She's gonna end up killing him, killing the husband. It's a uh, ready or not the one that one was called. Ready or not, okay, well, not yeah, hide and yeah. seek. If they do play hide and seek though. Yeah, see, they could have just called it hide and seek. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, that that's probably that's probably another one you stream for sure yeah definitely next one here this one's kind of interesting i've been seeing advertisements for it i can't really see it being great but it's called corner office uh as orson the authority's newest employee finds himself trapped in the absurdities of corporate life his alienation deepens when he discovers a room he's told doesn't exist uh so john ham and danny pooty uh, are are in this so two pretty decently big names in this film doesn't look like there's a ton of people in it uh directed by oh, jokayam back who has uh, nev- basically never directed anything is, is what it comes down to and I, that always confuses the hell out of me how these new directors like john ham's a decently big name yeah how do you just be like yo you want to do my movie money and maybe if the script's (laughs) decent enough they're like all right hell hell with it yeah i'll do it but yeah i don't know what it what is this just a comedy then it is a comedy yeah huh 
However, this reminds me of a story I've heard. I don't know if you ever listened to like, you know, they're called like creepy pastas. So oh, yeah, yeah. Stupid. Yeah. So there was one that was it sounds like a similar story to this where a guy works somewhere and he finds a room that he's told doesn't exist, but it's mm-hmm. it's more horror based. It's like you go in there and then, uh, you know, you're you're tracked for the rest of your life or whatever reason. I don't remember. Oh, the first okay. story, But this reminds me a lot of that it kind of reminds me of what's that show on apple plus it's the one where jason bateman is jason bateman no it's the one there is it Derek from stepbrothers yes severance yes yeah kind of like the same vibe like you go to work you don't know what the hell's going on outside i don't know and i actually thought this was a apple tv movie but it doesn't look like it is i'm gonna see if it's playing around here me here just for the hell of it and uh it's not. <laughs> it's, it is not. Okay. Let's see if I... I also don't have any show times. 27% so rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Jeez, well, there I'm you go. Terrible. <laughs> that's, that's bad. It, it has to be just a streamer. Yeah, surely. Because there would be show times somewhere, and I got... I mean, there's nothing. I'd be willing to, like, stream this. Yeah, that's, that's what all of these movies feel like that are coming out. They're all just streamers. Sadly, some yeah. of them are in theaters, though. That's the thing. Like, Warner Brothers, if it wasn't for Barbie, they'd be hemorrhaging money right now because they won't just put uh-huh. stuff straight to HBO Max. Yeah. Or Max, whatever the hell it's called now. It's still Heinz Field to me, damn it. That's right. Fuck Packager <laughs> Stadium. Stupid-ass name. Twitter's still Twitter. Yeah, no, none of that X nonsense, Elon. <laughs> Uh, moving on here, the next film, the one with Ruby Rose, is called The Collective. A young recruit to a mysterious agency of assassins finds himself going rogue on his first assignment, tracking down a dangerous group of human traffickers. So, like I said, she fits in with the uh, assassin group, and here she is in The Collective. She is the star. Uh, yet uh, Paul Ben Victor, who we have talked about before, where you recognize the name. And you're like, man, why do I know this guy? It's because he's in fucking everything. Yeah. The latest thing he was just in uh, that I believe at least I saw was playing with uh, Gerard Butler. He was in oh, the Pam okay. and Tommy miniseries. Okay. So he's, he's literally wow, in the everything. Irishman, True Detective, Get Hard, yeah. Holy if, shit. if you need a bad-looking Italian guy, it's him. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. You also get a Tyrese Gibson in this, you know, is he still in the they're, Fast movies? I know you saw it. Yeah, yeah. They're just, all right, I guess they're just getting all like the C-list celebrities to be in this. That Mercedes Vernado, she's a, she used to be a WWE wrestler. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> they're all turned into, uh, well, to the superstardom, I guess. Click on her page on IMDb and then just uh-huh. look and see the video that plays, the, the trailer. The one with just, the Hulk? The Hulk. It's just it, pause on Hulk Hogan's face. He's looking like a dumbass. What's going on? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> um director Tom Danucci, Ben Danucci's uncle. I don't know if that's true, but Ben probably related somehow. Uh also has not directed shit. Hmm. Is that a video game? That looks like a video game. Nope, that is just a really bad uh poster for a for a film. This movie's not uh, even rated. This is not rated. Opens today. No, no show times, of course. 
Is this like this has got to be like right on Amazon or something? Like, there's no way this is in the theater. And I wish it would like say. I know IMDb is kind of weird like that, it, which is also an- interesting because they're owned by Amazon. Yeah, you'd think that so, they're like the top cast and stuff. A lot of time is not actually like the stars and stuff. Yeah, I, I think it's usually stuff. who's billed first. Yeah, crap like that. But mm-hmm. either way, streamer likely won't be touching that. No, no. Two more here. I can't say I'm super interested in either of them, but uh, next one is Dream and Wild, a musical duo. Donnie and Joe Emerson spend everything they have to produce a record in the 1970s. So apparently this is a true story. It is a uh, biography, but also two big names. Uh, sorry, maybe even three plus as I scroll through this, but Walton Goggins, who I absolutely love. Love Walton Goggins, dude. Funny as fuck. He uh, is do you know, hilarious. Do you know the first thing I saw him in? What's that? Sons of Anarchy. Have you have you seen oh, Sons yeah. of Anarchy? Oh yeah. So yeah, he's the um transvestite. <laughs> and, I completely forgot he was in that. Yeah, that is the first thing I saw him. Love this character and that funny as hell. And he's just he's just good. You know, obviously he has his comedic roles and all that, but he's oh, yeah. all around a solid actor. For sure. Dude, him in Vice Principles with Danny McBride is seriously one of the funniest characters of all time. (laughs) Yeah, and then Gemstones, too. So damn funny. I love Vice Principles, too. That's such an underrated show, in my opinion. It's fucking funny. The the best episodes, whenever they go to the principal's house and they're just like, they're going to like wreck some shit. And then they just set it on fire. He's like, fuck it. Let's do the whole place. We're going to do the whole place. (laughs) It's so funny, dude. They are. Fantastic duo, and then now you know they're they're like the new Will Ferrell, John C. Riley. Honestly, yeah. Uh, but Casey Affleck also in this film, along with Zoe Deschanel. Huh. So again, a, a pretty, you know, they're not all my fate. Walton miles ahead of the other the other two, but in my mind, I'm not a big yeah. Affleck type guy, Ben or Casey. No, Zoe Deschanel either. also kind of bugs me. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a big. I, everybody's like obsessed with New Girl, whatever the hell that yeah, show is. Yep. Yeah. I think she's too quirky for for me. I don't know. It, it's never good when you're the worst part of the show. You're a star of. She's like too whimsical. Yeah, and and I can't take her. I don't want to say ser- I I take her too seriously because that's who she plays in Elf. Which is yeah, the exactly. only thing I remember her of. She's just like super like nonchalant, boring, but you mm-hmm. know, Will Ferrell loves her. Yeah, Casey Affleck just in Oppenheimer. Yeah. Popping up in there. This Bo Bridges guy has been in a lot of shit. Look at the look at the eyebrows on that guy. Oh Bridges. Oh boy, he painted those things on. Right. <laughs> Thank is, you. Oh. Is it Jack Dylan Grazer? Isn't he an it? Yes. Um in Shazam. Oh yeah. Luca. Okay, so he's up and coming, you know. He's in yeah, quite definitely. a quite a few good things. Uh but yeah, th- this will be interesting. This one actually does look like it's coming to theaters. I got some show times on my page. Really? But it it's just another one that hid under the radar. Never heard of it. Who, so who are these? Who are the Donnie and Joe Emerson? What what band are they? If it's a watch biopic. It, watch, it'll be like a band that's super popular. We just don't know the names. Donnie and Joe Emerson. 
Uh, well, Dreamin' Well, that's just them. It's just called Dreamin' Wild. Dreamin Wild. There they are. So is it just is it just made up? No, it's true. Oh, the band's name's called Dreamin' Wild. No, the album's name is Dreamin' Wild. It's just Donnie and Joe Emerson. Huh. Is the is the band? I wonder how many monthly listeners they have on Spotify. Let's d- let's dive into it. It says they're still active. Been active since 1978. Damn. Donnie and Joe Emerson, 322,000 monthly listeners. They have one song called Baby that's got 31 million plays. Let's see if we've heard it. It's actually they wrote it for Justin Bieber. Can you imagine? I've never heard this. Never heard it. Very slow. I mean, Is they it, do. They kind of nailed it. They look just like these these dudes. So I'm I don't sure they know. don't look like this anymore. But this is it. So it says uh, American musical duo. They your their late 1970s work was completely unknown until it was rediscovered by a new generation of fans in the 21st century. Like people just. What? Let's see here. No commercial success until 2008, when record what? collector Jack Beichler discovered the record in an antique shop. He then began to evangelize it. In 20, July 2012, Ariel Pink's Haunted Graffiti, I don't, who the fuck's that, covered the song Baby. And in the same year, Light in the Attic Records re-released Dreamin' Wild with Baby becoming an underground hit in October 2012. The brothers performed at a Light in the Attic anniversary concert in Seattle. So they're just some underground band who it, it, it's not so much like a, was it running up that hill, running up the hill. Oh, from, yeah, getting yeah. Super popular from Stranger Things. And like her, I, I'm it's bad. I, I don't remember her actual name, but uh, she I saw she was making more money from that song now because of Stranger Things than she did when she actually wrote and performed it. <laughs> That's so crazy. it might be the same thing for these guys. They they just might be making bank because of this. Good for them. Honestly, yeah, hell yeah. Them. Um, I'm probably not going to see it, but you know, good for them. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel the same way. Another streamer yet again. Yeah, if we if I would have at least heard of this band, I would have maybe been in on it. Exactly. But I just have never heard a single song from them, and I. If it didn't have Walton Goggins in it, I would be so much more uninterested. <laughs> It, uh, yeah, it doesn't, uh, it feels like a thing, like, if you knew the band, obviously you care more, but, and it's not even, like, a thing that's gonna super uncover them and make them very exciting for us, mm-hmm. in my mind, at least. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's finish it out here. Last one, a drama, Bobcat Moretti. <laughs> An obese MS patient takes up his late father's sport of boxing to overcome personal tragedy and find inner peace. This is filmed over the course of a year, allowing the lead actor Tim Robuto time to lose 154 pounds and Holy embody the role. That's shit. pretty. That's pretty wild. Oh my gosh! Good for him on that. Tim Robuto has he been in anything? Uh. He's Jimmy in one episode of The Sopranos. Hey, Jimmy. <laughs> Coolio uh, is in this before he died. Coolio is in this. And then uh, Taryn Manning, who only plays meth heads. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah. She's Everything she's in. Meth head. 
Real bad meth face. What's she most known for? Oh, Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black. But eight she was mile. an eight mile. Yeah. 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 Even when she's Always. like on the red carpet, just really meth. like meth face. Yeah. She looks like Skeletor. <laughs> My God. I've noticed that like everything she's in. Um, oh, she was also in Sons. She did seven episodes of Sons. And I'm pretty sure she's a crackhead in that too. <laughs> she's meth, she's typecast as a meth head because with the way she looks. Imagine, no. I mean, good. I mean, she's making money. Sure, you know that. sure, she's a millionaire from looking like a meth head. So good for her. But yeah, it, it just you know, it's not what she had in mind when she was getting into acting. At least she's not related to good old Peyton and Eli. Yeah, yeah, it's actually their unknown sister. Yeah, they just don't speak about her. Yeah, we we don't talk about her. We left her chained up in the basement downstairs when we played football. <laughs> we don't know how she escaped. <laughs> uh, but director Rob Margolis mm, hasn't made shit. Along with, <laughs> you know, the rest of the people we've talked about today. So, again, take all of these, grain of salt, see them at your own free will. Uh, we're not going to push you to see really any of them. No, not at all. All right, Ty, hype us up with some movie news. Hopefully something exciting. A little bit of stuff, you know, still pretty slow with all the strikes going on and all that, but we're getting a little bit of stuff here. The the most important part of the news, and really, like, the shittiest part is that Beyond the Spider-Verse has been delayed indefinitely. So, oh. you know, we just saw we just saw Across the Spider-Verse. Is that, was it Across the Spider-Verse? Yes. We saw that, and we couldn't wait to see the, the sequel. We're like, oh, thank God we only have to wait a year. Wow. It's looking like it's going to be... Well, who knows, actually? We don't know. So Sony's pushing back a lot of upcoming movies amid the strikes here. This was due to come out March 2024, but now it has no release date. So, <sighs> and even before this, there was rumors that the the animation and all the voice work hadn't even been done for this movie yet, so they weren't even sure if they were going to make that to begin with. So I feel like that's why it's not pushed back. That's why it's just delayed indefinitely. So which that just really sucks. That is painful. Yeah, I, I wanted it to be exciting, Ty, not you know ruin my day. I know, I know. Well, good news is that Craven the Hunter that was due out this October is now coming out in August, so that got pushed back about a year. Because that, I mean, looked, like, terrible. Oh, <laughs> I, thought, so I thought you meant this August. I was like, no! No, no, it got pushed back farther. I was like, that's now. And then uh, the Ghostbusters Afterlife, Afterlife sequel also got moved from December 2023 to March 2024. That's okay. So, pushing some stuff back. Yeah, that that was, that's that was okay. That's okay. Pretty meh. Uh, another thing here, so are you familiar with George A. Romero? Oh, yeah, I fought him in uh, Call of Duty. Exactly. That's how everybody <laughs> already knows him, not because of all of his old-ass zombie movies from the yep. fucking 70s or whatever the hell. But anyway, his final zombie movies moving forward, even though, I mean, he's been dead for years now, but um, his estate, they've partnered up with a production company, and his final zombie movie, Twilight of the Dead, the seventh and final installment of the Night of the Living Dead franchise, will be... Okay coming out so i kind of looked into this a little bit so the last one that came out was called survival of the dead guess how much money it grows just just for the hell of it and guess its budget survival of the dead when did it come out i don't know when but it was the most recent okay most recent of the one, dead right? the most let's recent just say the dead movie. before he died um sure. uh i don't know it made 10 billion no, no chance. Um, so, <laughs> nothing. Not, not try not even one million. 
Um, oh God! <laughs> it grossed three hundred and eighty-six thousand dollars on a four million dollar budget, and it has a thirty percent or four point eight approval on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so who's watching these movies? It it's sounds like you just, who... just yeah, the nostalgia the for name, George yeah. A. Romero, Night of the Living Dead. I mean, really, does does it have to be a franchise that's like still seven movies going or whatever? Two thousand nine. Yeah, that's not oh great. God. Yeah, that uh, was a film. It's like, you know, obviously we've heard of Night of the Living Dead. There's so yeah. many uh, comedies even that make fun of it. You know, the whole oh, yeah. South Park Night of the Living Homeless episode is a complete ripoff of that. And it obviously shot him and superstardom, all that good stuff. For sure. Why do we... Yeah, why I don't I don't think we need any more of these. I think the story was finished. Yeah, at this point it just it kind of seems like a cash grab, even though it's not even gonna be much of a cash grab. And that's that's how I read it, you know, when you said, Oh, you know, his estate, you know, they got together like, Yeah, you know, we gotta make this movie. We gotta they're not making they're not bringing in any more money. That's why they're doing it. Yeah, for sure. So that was a little bit of something at least here then we got a bunch of reported fantastic forecasting so i will say i'm kind of like i don't know i guess fed up with marvel and dc right now just not putting out anything great at the moment uh the secret invasion was one of the worst things i've ever even took the time to watch (laughs) um so fantastic four though i am excited for that if they do it right this time that could be good but a couple of reported castings here so vanessa kirby we just saw her in Mission Impossible. Uh, she is supposedly going to be Sue Storm, Invisible Woman. Okay. Joseph Quinn, who is uh, Bobby Munster, whatever the hell his name was in Stranger Things, the cool guy. Uh, he's going to be Human Torch. Um, this guy, I don't know how to say his name, Eben Moss Bacharach. Uh, he's Jimmy from the the Bear, his cousin. Oh, okay. Yeah, Richie, Richie, not Jimmy, Richie. Um, cousin. He, yeah, cousin. He's casting so, an unknown role. Okay. So we don't know who he's going to be. He's, he's going to play a fuck-up is what he's going to play. Probably. probably. <laughs> Last two things here are just, this could be anything. This could be anybody, anything. So the thing is going to be apparently an overweight white guy. Okay, Kevin James. I hope, <laughs> hope to God not. <laughs> That would just ruin... Every- I would never see another Marvel movie again if Kevin James is a thing. And Galactus? Who do you think... What do you think they're they're going to have Galactus be? Kind of person. The thing Race, is, I... Great ethnicity. I, so I don't know a ton about Galactus. I just know Galactus from Marvel Snap, mostly. Yeah. And I know he pisses me off. For sure. So, well, the thing about Galactus is that he's not... He's a, he's an alien, so... Yeah, I mean, exactly. He, and he, like all purple and shit yes he could look like anything so they want him to be latino though wait they're gonna they're gonna cast a latino as, as Galactus apparently like that's fine but are they're specifically looking for one i don't know that's just apparently Galactus is gonna be played by a latino actor it's just so random which yeah i it, it, it's fine if they land on that but if right. they're like oh he has to be i'm like he's a fucking giant alien guy Exactly, he's a giant alien. Cast whoever the best option is. Yeah. Maybe it is a Latino guy. I don't know. It just the it read weird whenever they said he will be Latino. I was like, 
but he's an alien. I, they, it, don't, they don't <laughs> even say like an actor, a Latino actor that they have in mind. It's just, nope. nope, he will be Latino. <laughs> That's just weird. I, okay. I mean, cool. So who knows? Fantastic Four. Danny Trejo. They're going <laughs> to... I'm here to just machete, machete fucking Galactus. Oh, Carl Smencia, bring him back. <laughs> so hopefully they nailed like the Reed Richards casting and, uh, you know, Dr. Doom and all that. Cause these people are all, I mean, yeah. those three are good actors, but they're not high profile actors, I'd say. I haven't liked a single Fantastic Four movie. How no. many times have they tried this? I think I liked the Silver Surfer one in the time being, so I thought the Silver Surfer was cool. Galactus was in that one, too, and they just made him a big puffy cloud of space dust. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah they did. I, I remember that now. That pissed people off so bad, but I was like, whatever age I was, I just thought it was sick at the time. I was like, yeah. This yeah. Cool. And it's interesting because, you know, all the comic book readers, they know a lot. Mm-hmm. and about what things should look like, who they, who, like, they'll hear, like, someone's, like, actual name, and they're like, oh, that's this superhero. And I'm like, oh, I want to be, like, that knowledgeable about stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's, I do remember the cloud. Even the Silver Surfer looked fucking weird. Yeah, he looked like, all sh- I don't even, like, melted, melted tin can. Wait a minute. Lawrence Fishburne was just the voice of the Silver Surfer. Oh, that's kind of Doug cool. Jones was the body because he's just a creepy, slender-looking yeah. dude. Yeah, slender-looking CGI. Oh, that dude. makes a ton of sense. Oh, no, no shit. Of course. Uh, Del Toro loves this dude. He puts him in all of his movies. He was the Pale Man in Pan's Labyrinth, the Amphibian Man in Shape of Water, and um, the Angel of Death in Hellboy 2. Oh, wow. So Del Toro loves this dude because he's fucking built weird. Yeah, he's easy to mold. He's easy to put yeah. clay onto and make him look like a fish person. Yeah, so he's the amphibian that the lady fucks in Shape of Water. <laughs> I never watched that movie just because it's pretty much like, oh, hey, it's a love, trip. I'm, I'm in love with a fish man. It's, a, it's, it's a, a weird one. I saw that one in theaters alone. <laughs> and it just felt weird because there's like not a ton of people there uh, like yeah you know i'll go see a movie today and i'm sitting there and she just starts developing this relationship with this fish guy and then <laughs> it's like i'm gonna fuck this fish i'm like what <laughs> and, and guess what best picture winner so there you go i was gonna say it won the best picture <laughs> fucking wild now the only fish man I could see any woman having relations with is John Cena, Mermaid, Ken. Oh, I was going to say uh, Jason Momoa, Aquaman, but that works. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> 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 Either one, probably Momoa, you're right, but John Cena with the mermaid tail is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. That's the end for news, though. There's nothing. Okay. We're, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel, brother. We are. We are. Fantastic Four. Yeah, I... It's one of those things, right, where I think they keep trying Fantastic Four because mm-hmm. that was that was Stanley's first superhero gang, right? I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that's true. I think yeah, he wrote the Fantastic Four and that was the one he was scared to share with Marvel. And his wife was like, you got to do it, you pussy. Do it. <laughs> and, then, and then he did. And now, you know, everything's the way it is now. But I'm pretty sure Fantastic Four came first for for Stanley. And that's why they probably keep trying to push it 
it's just like you know i i've read early fantastic four comments comics and maybe for the time they were exciting mm-hmm. they bored the absolute piss out of me yeah it's like it, if you're not the avengers you know they're just kind of like the avengers light yeah and they're like their powers aren't even that sick the one guy's stretchy the one girl's invisible <laughs> human torch yeah. slid on fire it's kind of like what you would think of as like the most generic superpowers Oh, mm-hmm. what, what would you want to do? Well, I want to be able to turn invisible. Well, there, okay, invisible woman. I want to be super strong. All right, well, you can't just be super strong. Something has to be wrong with you. Let's make you ugly and a big stone guy, you know? And then, <laughs> um, yeah, super generic type of powers. And I, I don't think they're as nuanced as we want a lot of superheroes to be. I think, like, that's the biggest thing about Batman for myself Mm-hmm. is he's a nuanced superhero. It's like, he's a superhero not so much because he wants to be, because he feels like he needs to be, and he just feels human yeah. in, in that sense, and it can get dark and gritty in, in that way, and there's just not a lot of that with uh, at least the Marvel movies they're putting out. Yeah, for sure. And Fantastic Four is probably the... Again, I'll... Please prove me wrong, people who have read all the comics. There's probably some real gnarly Fantastic Four issues out there, but I haven't read them. Yeah, me either. Not a big comic book guy. Oh, I love them. I get I get real nerdy with that. Mostly manga. You know, there's a few yeah, yeah. comics I'll, I'll slap around here and there, but <laughs> give me the Japanese stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Ty, I guess I will... Do my best to convince you or not to see Theater Camp. Okay. Let's so, do it. We talked about this movie. It felt like a while ago. Yeah. And sure. they're like, yeah, this is coming out, but it, it seemed to be kind of limited release. Nothing super wide mm-hmm. around it. But just to give people a recap, uh, essentially what the plot is, um, the eccentric staff of a rundown theater camp in upstate New York must band together when the beloved founder's broy son to has to keep the camp afloat. So essentially what happens uh, first, like five minutes of the movie, the owner of this theater camp has a seizure and goes into a coma immediately. And like, that's where the ridiculousness kind of kicks off. And it's just funny. It it sounds fucked up to say a seizure in a coma is funny, but it is that's that they make it funny because she's at like a, a middle school musical and they flash the lights and she just goes down. <laughs> and, and so she starts the movie in the coma. And then uh, uh, our boy Jimmy Tatro comes in to take over the theater camp. And he just plays himself, it feels like. He's he's Zonder, you know? <laughs> he, Zonder. That is his character in basically everything he's in. It's just a dumb, jockey bro dude. And yeah. that's exactly what he is in this. And that's so, okay. Yeah, absolutely fine. He knows his role, much like that lady knows she's a meth face. He knows that he's the bro. <laughs> and there's actually... Real bro. De- that's right, of Simi Valley. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a, actually a decent handful of people in this film that I didn't really recognize at first mm-hmm. until I started watching The Bear. Ah. Because uh, Sydney A.O. Oh God, Edabiri. I butchered mm-hmm. that. Sydney from the Bear. She yep, is yep. in it. 
Okay, and yep, then her. Molly Gordon, who is uh oh boy, uh Claire Claire Bear in the Bear, his girlfriend or love interest, whatever she is at this point. Um she is also in it and she plays a pretty big role. They're they're both good. Um, okay. I see that Patty Harrison from I Think You Should Leave is in this too. She's so yeah. damn funny. Does she have a big role in this? Uh, kind of. She's somewhat a... Um, she's the antagonist of, of the movie. So essentially the theater camp's kind of run down. Mom's in a coma. Jimmy's running the, the show now. And uh, this woman, her character, Patty's character, uh, essentially works for the rival camp. And the uh, rival camp is all the rich kids and everything, just like every other camp movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, she essentially wants to buy the camp. Okay. And so she's kind of the antagonist. She's, you know, trying to buy the camp. And everyone's like, no, we can't sell the camp. This is where us weird, geeky theater people come in and, and we get to be ourselves. You know, so that that's kind of the movie. Pretty generic story in that sense. Um, however... Uh, I, I should say, I am going to try to convince you to see it, is where I landed on this. This isn't one I'm going to tell you to stay away from. Okay. I think there are some jokes that are just silly, outrageous. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, there's a stupid thing, like, uh, they'll be auditioning for roles of a play musical that they do every year. Mm-hmm. And this girl used... Uh, I, I guess it's a real thing. I don't know. But it's something you put around your eyes and it makes you cry. And uh-huh. they, she got called out for it. It's like this 10-year-old girl. They're like, <laughs> you cheated. You can't fucking do that. <laughs> and so like they like go off on her for using these uh, uh, tear-making. It's, a, it's like a chapstick, it looks like. <laughs> um, but it's just like silly shit like that. That's However, funny. I will say... Um, a lot of the joy and funny things I got from it was from being involved in theater and musical chorus uh, okay. shit growing up. Yeah. And because yeah, okay. they make fun of that pretty damn well. Okay. You, know, you get the people who are like way too into it. Like, you know, we had those kids in high school that are <laughs> way oh, too yeah. into chorus. For sure. And it's like, I was in chorus. A lot of my friends were in chorus. And it's like, we were there. We enjoyed it for the most part, but we weren't super into it. Yeah. And you get those people who are super into it, and it really makes fun of them. Fringe, so yeah, I, would, I would say a lot of my enjoyment came from that. And that's probably why I ended up a little higher on it. Um, but I watched it with Sophie, and she loved it as well. She thought it was hilarious. Okay. Um, so you don't have to, you know, have been in that scene to enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. It just, I, th- I think it does help. Okay. So I ended up landing at a six out of 10, okay. which, you know, that's not an incredibly high yeah. score or anything, yeah. but I had, it. yeah, yeah. You know, I, I had quite a few laughs throughout it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jimmy Tatro just makes me crack up with everything he does, honestly. He is funny. So he, is funny. <laughs> so he plays himself. That makes it funny. The story itself is, like I said, pretty played out. There's two camps. One's poor, one's rich. They're mm-hmm. rivals. 
Um, it doesn't go super into that. It's more about like the individual characters themselves and how um, they're just really into theater. And it, <laughs> it, it's silly in, in that in that sense. But I would uh, convince you to see it. It is a very short movie. It's only like an hour and a half, probably mm-hmm. less if you cut out, you know, credits and shit. OK, um, so I think it's worth giving a try just because there are comedic scenes in there that are just kind of uh, over the top outrageous and they should hopefully make you laugh. OK. Yeah, I mean, I think it sounds like it's something I'd watch. Maybe I think Tay would definitely probably like this one. She's she's a real bros fan too. She likes to meet yeah. Jimmy. She was a theater kid, kinda. So yeah, you know, I think we'll, I think we'll throw this on sometime soon. Check it out. Yeah, it yeah, it's silly. It's quick, so you know, even if you don't like it, you know, it's it's not gonna take up too much of your time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sweet. Consider me convinced. Did it. <laughs> <laughs> Ty, uh, movie I, I do know I want to see uh-huh. but I know you saw it and um, maybe it wasn't as good as you expected so should I still be watching talk to me yeah let's like let's take a look at it so uh, talk to me it's currently at a 95% certified critic score on Rotten Tomatoes wow. which is really good that's that's really good 82% critic score or audience score so a little bit lower and it's about a 7.5 on IMDb. So we know now that it's when a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. So uh, from the trailer, you, you know, it's super interesting, like, premise. You know, it's not really like any of the other horror movies we've seen in a, in a while. It's kind of kind of fresh new take. You know, A24, they don't really miss. So, you know, going into it, I had a lot of hype. And that's why I think I screwed myself with this one from the jump. I saw this movie everywhere on TikTok and just on the internet, people calling it one of the scariest movies of the decade and just really hyping it up. So it's been on my radar for a while now. I think after I first saw the trailer for it, we even I brought it up on the pod. I was like, I can't wait to see this. It's going to be nuts. But having said that, I think that even though it's a good movie, it didn't blow me away. And it's not even my favorite horror movie of the year. Um, but like I said, A24 doesn't miss, so... I'll go into it a little bit more. So I think it kind of starts off hot, you know, with a hell of an intro. And then it kind of mellows back down for a bit. And then it, it, it kicks back up and it's got like some intense, intense, like crazy horror scenes where I was genuinely like my jaw dropped. I was like, holy shit. And then it kind of just slows back down. But that's not really a bad thing for, you know, the way the movie goes. Um, but it is only an hour and a half long. And it did start to feel like it was longer than that. Like whenever I went, it felt like I was in there for quite a while because it, it does slow down. Like, but that's also because it's not just jump scare after jump scare like that. It kind of, it's more like, I wouldn't say in your face, but it's more like real horror. It's like something happens and then that's like kind of sets the tone for the rest of the movie. And then some more shit happens and then that kind of things happen from there. It's not just jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, like another movie we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, really good performance though from uh the main actress here, Sophie Wild, uh, who's like pretty much the main character of the movie. She's pretty much relatively unknown. Most of the people in this movie, I hadn't really heard of before because they're all Australian. Um, the one that I did recognize is Miranda Otto, and people will probably recognize her from uh the Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, she's Eowyn. 
What was her uh, name? I'm sorry. E O Miranda Otto. Okay. Miranda Otto. Yep. You'll probably recognize uh, the face. Okay. Yes, there she is. She's in. Yeah, starting from the two towers. Nice. Yeah, I didn't know that she was Australian, but then again, I only ever saw her in Lord of the Rings, so probably why. <laughs> War of the Worlds too, I guess. Way back in the day. Chilling. Oh, she was in the Sabrina TV show too. That's probably the most recent place <laughs> I saw her. That makes sense. That show. Talk about really falling off a cliff, huh? Mary Ann, the mom in War of the Worlds? Mm, maybe? I could be wrong. Because if that's the case, she was only in the movie for like 10 minutes. Yeah, if that. <laughs> Not, she hasn't, this lady hasn't really been in a ton of stuff, though. So anyway, she, you recognize her face. Everybody else, yes. relatively younger Australian actors, never really seen them before. So, and that was cool. The one guy's name is Duckett. If this couldn't be any more Australian, the guy's name is Duckett. So that was funny. Kind of like Never heard that name before. Dundee. But um, it does end really well. I like how it, it wraps up. And that's really what saved the movie for me from having a lower score. So I think I'm going to end up at about an 8 on it. Uh, I liked it, but um, I just I was expecting more from it. So yeah. it's, it's weird. I feel like 8's a fair score. I didn't want to go any lower than that because I did like it, but any higher would be... I, I couldn't go any higher. So, But as far as horror goes this year, I liked Evil Dead Rise more and Scream 6 just a little bit less. Okay. But Sounds I think it's good. definitely worth a watch. Uh, looking at a, a 20... Wow. <laughs> looking at Rotten Tomatoes, um, this is actually their number three horror movie of 2023. Yeah, and I think I saw something about this being like A24's biggest opening ever or something... Something actually crazy like that. Uh, it was either biggest opening of like that day or biggest horror opening, something like that. Peace. Which kind of shocks me. I was like, what? However, uh, they do have Megan at number four. So. Oh my gosh, I forgot all about Megan. <laughs> I don't know how they did that. but I genuinely forgot all about Megan when I looked at my list of movies I saw this year <laughs> and horror and all that. Wow. Yeah. High ratings all around from all critics, it it, it seems like, which is yeah, not a bad movie. Yeah, I would definitely say it's easily like a seven or higher, and that's what everybody seems to agree with. That's why it's certified fresh. So, definitely worth a watch, I think. It's solid, solid horror movie. It's not just you know, lame jump scare, nothing happening. Yeah, shit. Is this is something I, I gotta ask and. Try, I guess, try to be as vague as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't want to spoil anything. But I, one of the things I hate most in horror movies is just how dumb they make their characters. Mm-hmm. Are the characters in this movie only getting in the more trouble than maybe is uh, necessary just because they make dumb decisions? No, I think it's I think okay. it's all justified, and I think the kid actors are all pretty good, honestly. So, like, nice. it comes across as like well done. It doesn't seem like it doesn't seem dumb or corny or anything like that. Cool. Yeah, that I mean, obviously, conjured spirits is pretty dumb to begin with. Maybe don't do that. Oh, <laughs> but, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But like, you yeah. got to have something to do in the movie. They basically do it like a drug, like a drug. They're like tripping balls. Like they do the hand, and they're just okay. like tripping balls from the hand. Like, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, this is one I definitely want to watch. Um, 
it, you know, as soon as it popped up on our radar, mm-hmm. I think both of us saw it as it had potential. Definitely. You know, especially as all those horror too, like, movies. Yeah. The black eyes, all that stuff. It's creepy. Creepy. Cool. Um, any, we talked about it with Scream, and I think it's fair enough to kind of say some little spoiler things about Scream. It's been long mm-hmm. enough in my mind. Um, oh, sure. Are there any, uh, does anyone get completely brutalized to the point that they should die, but they don't? Anything damn near, stupid like damn that? Damn near close. Yeah, damn near okay. close. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Damn near close. Cool. Any, anything else you got to say about Talk to Me? We're seeing in theaters. I think streaming it at home would be just, just fine. Okay. I know mean, I saw it in the theater, but I don't know how much longer it'll be there, so... If you can find a shunk, sure. If not, I'm sure it'll be streaming here not too long from now. Oh, sounds good to me. That's probably what I'll end up waiting for, but I will definitely get a rating in there before the end of the year so we can check out what our top movies were for this year. For sure. And you know this movie's Australian as hell just because if you scroll down to the quotes part of IMDb, the main quote is from a woman named Haley, and she says, yo, this spirit's a cunt. <laughs> They just toss that word around like it's nothing down there in Australia. I love it. It's hilarious. I think I'd I'd fit in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Yeah, definitely giving that one a watch. You know, even just from like what you said here, I'm kind of more excited to see this one than theater Mm -hmm. camp. I already saw theater camp, obviously, but like Mm -hmm. if I didn't, this was one I was more excited to see than theater camp mm-hmm. and um, it already doubled up on its budget uh i never realized this was down here on imdb that's actually way more convenient than the way i do but budget was 4.5 mil and it's worldwide total so far is 11.5 mil so that's good what that says to me is they'll make a sequel they could they could and a24 is just going to keep doing oh. these horror movies man hey there it is uh they are and it's actually going to be a prequel oh i like that so talk to me prequel film based on opening scene has already been shot. I like that. There you go. That's cool. They did it like freaking Pearl and X. That's right. Take That's it back. Awesome. Fuck See, going do forward. The, do more of this. Do more of this. Film two, two movies at once. Release them one after another. I'm here for that. I guess it's both. That's both been an A24 thing. Yeah. They're just they're just killing it. They have if they come up with a good premise, then they, you know, they just roll with it. You know what I might want to look into is A24 has been killing it. They uh-huh. make, I don't want to call them low budget, but they're it is lower low budget. budget. Yeah, it is yeah. low budget. It's as far as like, it's usually 10 others. mil or less. Yeah, 10 mil or less. And they just, I would even say less than 10 mil usually. Yeah. One of their highest budgets was probably Bo's Afraid. Yeah, and that's where like, I'm curious, you know, like if we look at profit, I bet their margins are bigger oh, than for sure. those big budget films, you know? Definitely. So that might be interesting to see. And they're probably fine just spitting out movie after movie, you know, a, a few million here, a few mi- million there. And then you, you just get some some bangers. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, and it's safer than, you know, let's throw $300 million at an Ant-Man movie. <laughs> and hope that works out, you know. <laughs> uh, Ty, we we 
we'll end there with a horror film, but we will also jump right into another horror film. Uh, we will be doing our review now for Insidious, The Red Door. Um, Ty, I we'll we'll click quickly do spoiler list because this is a movie that feels like a lot of what you say will be uh, have some sort of spoiler in it, just because that's kind of how horror films work almost yeah yeah um so let's just kick it off ty i'll 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 say uh i actually just watched it last night um it i i'll start off with saying i really enjoyed the first one Mm -hmm. i have not seen the rest of them i have not felt like they needed to be made so i did not see them same here and i don't i might have seen two after that it's all a toss-up from there that, yeah, I think that might actually be the same here for me. And because of that, it felt like I was lost. Did you feel lost? No, I th- actually, that's one thing I thought this movie did okay, was that kind of just like picked up what was happening there. Patrick Wilson, dad, mom, divorce, you know. Yeah, kind of, th- the kid doesn't like the dad. They don't get along very well. Mm-hmm. You know? That's pretty much what I took from it. I didn't really look too deep into what was going on there yeah because this is this is not spoiler this is in the trailer so this is obviously years later from the other films you know kids obviously grown up all that shit um and it's like they don't they don't remember what happened to them yeah and like to me i was like what wait the fuck do you mean you don't know yeah. what's going on you're in the fifth film of the <laughs> franchise what do you mean you don't know what's happening to you yeah that, that was one of my notes like this is the fifth film in the franchise what do you mean and i think where it does come together so like the first like hour maybe 45 minutes to an hour i'm like man did i miss something by not seeing the other movies i really felt that way mm-hmm. and then they kind of um tell you what went on in the other movies after an hour or so you know they kind of do not exactly flashbacks but kind of like flashbacks yeah definitely um but yeah that's where uh, you know i I didn't really like that uh format i guess and i ended up pretty low on this film i went with a three out of ten i same here three out of ten yeah it was not nearly as good as the first one and again that's the only one i completely remember first mm-hmm. one fucked me up you know yeah. for, i was obviously younger and everything so yeah, 12 the years theater. ago that movie came out okay all right that hurts uh-huh. <laughs> um young loud theater that red face fucked me up my dreams forever mm-hmm. you know and um me i i feel like you know patrick wilson gave it a go this was his uh debut as a director mm-hmm. and it doesn't always work out most of the times it doesn't work out for people. Yeah. Their first time directing. Uh, this is not a movie to go see in the theater. You know, thank God we didn't. Yeah. I had tickets for this. I had a ticket. I mean, it was like $1. I got it on a special, but <laughs> it, <laughs> it wasn't was, worth a dollar. No, <laughs> maybe it would have been easier to pay attention to in the theater being there and like, I don't know, with better sound quality, all that picture. But like, man, I just found this movie to be boring as shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I am with you. I was hurting, man. It was like the most, the slowest hour and 40 minutes of all time. And there were a handful of decent jump scares, but they weren't like, uh, 
how do I put this? They weren't like valuable jump scares. They were yeah. kind of just thrown in. When he's in the MRI machine, that was a pretty actually cool scene moment. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, I had the jump scare counter going. I lost count at seven. So I think because this movie gets so damn boring that even the jump scares stop. Yeah. After. Uh, well, actually, we can hop into spoilers. That way yeah. we can uh, discuss the jump scares and all that. Um, Ty, I think we're in agreement. This isn't worth seeing. No. I mean, if Maybe you're, if you're worried about spoilers, uh, who cares? It's it's not even it's worth not great. Yeah. yeah. So overall, we're at a three. Um, but if you do not want spoilers, now's your time to head on out. Take it easy. Uh, but yeah, Ty, uh, the, the jump scares, I, I was with you, you know, after the first, well, honestly, the first few didn't even get me. There was, uh, the ones that did get me were when he was, uh, in, what is it called? The further or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like the upside down and <laughs> yeah, just feels such, that. such a stupid hack thing now. Like, oh, we have to go into the dream world or whatever. There's the another dimension. Yeah. Does there have to be? You know, why can't it just be like creepy, spooky ghost shit? Exactly. And also, five fucking times you 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 said this. It's the fifth movie. You don't know what the hell is going on. How is yeah. this red bastard still here? Exactly. And it's like, <laughs> it's just like they go. What ha- what happens in this movie? Nothing of of consequence happened no. in this movie at all. Nothing happened. Like, oh, I, I remember my dad trying to kill me. And that's where I, I was also like, wait, when the fuck did that happen? Obviously, it happened in a previous movie that I didn't see. And that's why. And I think they knew that. I think they knew people were not going to remember mm-hmm. what happened in the previous ones. And or mostly or <laughs> they didn't yeah. see them because why are we watching Insidious 4? Exactly. And I feel like with these Insidious movies, people just see Insidious and they don't care if it's the fourth one. They're just going to go yep. see it. So it's not like they're trying to do too much to keep them all connected. They're just like, people will go see it. Like this had a $16 million budget. It made $174 million worldwide. So they're going to keep cranking out these fucking movies, but, you know, they're and just I not th- going to be great. I think there's like a timeline that horror movies go through. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they start out, you know, the original name, Insidious. And then they do a sequel. Okay, chapter two. That makes sense. But uh-huh. once they start putting in like the other phrases, yep. Yep. that's when you know it's going downhill. Like same thing that happened with paranormal activity. Yeah. They're Except like, oh, I don't think t- I don't think paranormal activity two was any good. I can't remember though. I can't, I, I don't but you, you saw it, right? We all saw For it sure. just because Everybody of did. how wild the first one was, how much yeah. of a impact that made. But like that feels like that's been a thing. Forever, you know, uh, I think even the Friday, the 13th movies, right? Mm-hmm. It was Friday the 13th, and then it was uh, Friday the 13th part two, the final chapter. Um, but then they get to Friday the 13th, a new beginning. And yeah, that's when that you know they just start getting shit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, For it's, sure. It's a thing with horror movies. We need to talk about Patrick Wilson, too, because he's a okay actor i would say you know b b level actor at best he's not gonna be crazy he's not gonna steal a show or anything he's a good mm-hmm. actor though yeah. but for his directorial debut it feels like he's trying to do way too much he felt like he was trying to make a fucking oscar worthy script in this movie and it just it's doing way too much with it it was yeah 
it, it was it, not great. It felt like he was trying to literally get artsy because they wait the way they close the fucking door is by painting over it. Yeah, that see, like this movie just seriously nothing happened. That's what drive me the most. That's what pissed me off the most is that for this hour and forty seven minutes they nothing really happens. Yeah, and so again, and uh, I'm hoping it's not just because I didn't see the the other movies, but it's like, oh, there's this red door, the red door. That's the problem. And then it, how did one, the red, red door kind of come to be? It's almost like they're saying that because he painted the red door, that's what reopened it. Yeah. And then the way they close it is he just paints it all black. And also, if fucking you are trying to shut this door as fast as you can because the red demon guy's trying to kill your father mm -hmm. and you're taking the smallest fucking paintbrush trying to paint over this thing, dump the damn paint onto the canvas. Yeah. What are we doing? And also, whenever he first paints this, or whenever he first does the charcoal in art class, and he draws this, and he bleeds on it, comes back and spreads the blood around, there's no way that blood would be that fucking wet still. That blood would have been dried up yeah. three hours ago, and he's, like, quote, painting around with it like it's fresh paint. Brother, you cut your finger, and it would have been dried up three hours. That was stupid, too. That pissed me off. My favorite types of scenes in, in these films are when little things happen in the background. Mm -hmm. um, I think... Oh shit! Was Bly not Bly Manor? What was the other one before that? Hill House, Hill House, the Haunting of Hill House. That series is the epitome of putting shit in the background, mm -hmm. not focusing on it at all. Yeah, and just have like shit, like the the ghosts. They're just in the background, and like once you notice them, you're like always looking for them. And mm -hmm. I love that shit. That is I so cool to me. Too. It's, it's um, the best. And they tried doing that in this with the, uh, I guess it was his dad, supposed to be his dad, Patrick Wilson's uh -huh. dad, um, when he was doing a horrible job at the memory game. And like, maybe, maybe that's the point they were trying to get across at his memory yeah. shit. But by God, you just flipped like the picture of your mom two flips ago and you're like, oh, where? Oh, no. I yeah. just can't find it. <laughs> like, that was so stupid. That movie shit myself then a little bit. Then the dude just freaking, you see the dude outside, and you're like, oh, that's, there's yeah. a guy. He's bust through the fucking door. Yeah. And and they, that's how they fucking ruined it, right? Because yeah. you see the dude in the background, you're like, oh, shit, that's creepy. They're not bringing too much attention to it. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. obvious, middle of the screen, whatever. Um, but they're not bringing too much attention to that. And I'm like, oh, I love it. And then they made him disappear. I'm like, okay, sick. But then he crashes through the damn window. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And that just on. made me laugh. It didn't, and yeah. I was like, dude, just fucking send it through a fucking pane glass window. And he chases them up the stairs in the most, like, cartoonish manner. Oh, yeah. Where he's, like, missing every other step and, like, sloppily making his way up there. And I'm like, you're a ghost, demon, whatever thing. Why do you have to uh, travel around like that? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know the laws of all the ghost travel but yeah it's like are they demons are they just ghosts what the yeah. what is it like what are they actually there are they in the dream who knows hey, it's exactly. dumb dumb premise you know five deep now i get it but too many so too, too many a lot many. of corny dialogue in this one too like yeah. whenever whenever they're like fighting at the beginning he's like i'm your father though what are you talking about yeah. <laughs> it's I just so, it was bad drive you to school Go to this frat party. It'll be a great time. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're what? a Sigma Kappa? <laughs> Me too. I beckon. He's like, shut the fuck up, Patrick Wilson. 
I'm like, how Ocean do you Master. remember that, you coma ass? Like, yeah, <laughs> fuck them. Yeah, and then um, the, yeah. the quirky roommate too, like doing too yeah. much with all that too. They try to make it like a romance movie all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, they were love interest. I mean, she did have the line the in the movie too when there. she she came up and said, "Do you want to blow my hooter?" <laughs> <laughs> Her freaking piano keyboard thing with the fucking yeah, draw was... attached to it. I, I did laugh at that. That's stupid humor. That but... was, yeah, it was just dumb. They got that, me. That's what needs to be in the uh, the promoted quotes here for for on the IMDb page. Do you want to blow my hooter? <laughs> I think Insidious Chapter Six should just be called Insidious Chapter Six: The Hooter. <laughs> the haunted hooter and it's just her because now she's somehow infected with this shit and i i don't really like that it's a you know they made it a genetic thing right because he passed it on to his son oh yeah that's right and i'm like that's why why does that make sense why can you pass such a thing down genetically but again maybe we're digging too much into a stupid horror film that sh- about the supernatural, but comparatively to other horror films, even other horror films in the same damn series, mm-hmm. it just wasn't good. Yeah, no, and it's it's so easy to get these convinced or confused with the Conjuring, but I would dare say that the Conjurings are all pretty much way better than these. Oh, hundred percent. Uh, Patrick Wilson and stuff, but yeah, they're a lot better. They the spinoffs of the Conjuring haven't been great. Yeah, all the Annabelles and all that. Um, I think well, the that's one where would have been okay. That's where it's kind of similar, right? You get the you know the colon in in the title, and then the phrase after it. Anytime it's like uh, a part of the Conjuring universe or, or shit like that, you're mm-hmm. like, uh, that's not going to be good. Conjuring and Conjuring Two are good. The third one, the Devil Made Me Do It, the most recent one, it was okay. It'll, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't see the first couple Annabelles, or I still haven't seen any of the Annabelles or like the nuns, but I did see Annabelle Creation because I saw that one was okay. Mm-hmm. That one was it was it was decent. The um, Conjuring Two might be my favorite of the bunch. I I yeah. really enjoyed that one because they incorporate the nun, uh-huh. but it's not focused on the nun. Yeah. And then I'm like, fuck, the, the nun, fuck, creepy as shit. And she then they're like, they're like, all right, we're gonna make one just about the nun. I'm like, that's gonna be fucked up, and uh, it wasn't. Yeah, apparently it just talks. Yeah, and then we so, got the nun two coming out because I guarantee that the first oh nun just fucking killed at the box office. Let's see real quick while I'm on it. Uh, budget was twenty two mil, and it's oh my, this is disgusting. Twenty two million dollar budget estimated, and it's gross worldwide three sixty five million. Well, that well, I mean, Ty, if we want to talk about that. Did we talk about the Red Doors budget and worldwide gross? Yeah, yep. It was like, like what, 16 and 173 or something like that? Yeah, 170. I mean, five. horror just makes move Like, horror, especially part of, like, these franchises that have been popular for the last, yeah. I don't know, decade or whatever, they just, they make money. They, they have do. that name, they have that Insidious or Conjuring in the title, and the people are going to see it. And people know that the Nun is from those universes, so they yep. go see it. The Nun 2 comes out pretty soon. I don't know what the hell happened in the first Nun, but Nun 2's coming out. I know I'm going to see it. Like it's, it's, it's I'll probably see it. Yeah, I'll probably see the it. Ass, right? it's, a, it's a good October movie. Hopefully it's coming out in October. It's uh, September 8th. Close enough. Close enough, yeah. <laughs> this one it's, looks like a little bit better. It's got like a... 
So the lady that's like the main person in the conjuring, like the Vera Farmiga, it's got her younger sister in this. Oh, interesting. Essa Tisa. Tisa sequel. Yeah, the it'll be Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> it'll we know we'll see it. And that's because I'm always hungry for a good horror film. They're just really hard to come by. Ty, I think to save the people, we should probably close it out here. Yeah, we'll close it out so everybody can <laughs> watch the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, and enjoy that one. Uh, pro tip from our friends at Sleeping with the Numbers, totally not just me. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't bet on preseason games. <laughs> I thought about it, but I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, no, it. Uh, they're always a mess. It's about uh, that time. I'm glad football's here. I'm That's glad right. we watch movies. Go That's see right. Amity's on Space, everybody. We'll talk about That's it. Right. Check it out. Coming up next episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will see everyone next week with, uh, I don't know. We'll figure out what we're doing. We don't know. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.